Welcome to the Tani Talks Life mini shear called Perseverance in the Face of Hardship. All too often in life, we are met with sadness, heartache, loss, and tragedy. How do we respond to these events? How do we get up every day? How do we move forward, or rather move with, the pain inside us? People have the mistaken notion to say, get over it, get past it, move past it. There's no moving past, there's only moving with. And this is something that was taught to us in the Chama Comfort also, and different organizations should also learn. It's not moving past, it's not moving beyond, it's moving with. How do we move with the pain that is inside us? The answer, I believe, is in the idea of perseverance, moving forward despite and because of pain. Hashem may send us things that we have no reasons for, but sometimes in hindsight, there might be a sliver, a little sliver of an explanation. Oftentimes, I personally often wonder why I had to grow up without a dad from age nine and on, and why I had to lose my middle brother at age 20. Too often in life, for many situations, there is no answer. But all I know is this is what Hashem decided and what He felt was best and that I must persevere in life. There are two roads that diverge in front of us after loss or hardship or difficulty. One is to shut down, cease to fully exist, to walk off the beaten path God forbid, and to surrender, God forbid. The other is to persevere, to keep going, to keep living, to keep loving Hashem and doing mitzvahs and learning Torah, despite or somehow in spite of what we went through. I often find it fascinating how sometimes people, Loa Lena, who are sitting Shiva, have the presence of mind, have the cognizance to make those people around them feel good, who still have a sense of humor, who can, have, who can talk to the sense of humor of the departed on some tiny level. I tried to do that for my brother at Shiva, obviously for my dad. I was much littler. But when a person is able to look at things around them, look at the people around them, and try to figure out how to go about and how to move with, that's a way to persevere in spite of and because of or despite what we have been through. Sadness abounds in the world, and the question becomes how to react. How to go the next step, the next day. Why were so many people taken during COVID? Why were so many babies lost? Why were great leaders grabbed away from us and so many family members taken away to Hashem? Without having a full morning amidst Corona with very strange, unsettling Zoom Shiva and very surreal live online online funerals. Why did Hashem make the world shut down and make everyone locked down during the pandemic? Why in the world did the world have to stop? Why in the world did the world have to stop? We may never get the answers, but the key, I think, is to persevere. The question becomes, though, what is perseverance exactly? It is a term that has different connotations of its implementation for many different people. What do you think of when you hear this word? 
Many think it means to keep going on in the face of hardship. Some think it means to keep up the daily grind, even in the face of loss or struggles. I want to show you the official definition. According to my online research, my quick search online has a few similar definitions. The definition of perseverance or perseverance, if you're British, persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, despite failure, despite opposition, the action or condition or an instance of persevering, steadfastness, steady persistence in a course of action, a purpose, a state, especially in spite of difficulties or obstacles or discouragement. It is persistence and tenacity. The effort required to do something and keep doing it till the end, even if it's hard, especially if it's hard. It means to keep going down a path that seems daunting and difficult one step at a time, one day at a time, living life day by day. Oftentimes people ask me, how are you doing? How is Corona? How's everyone doing? And I always answer day by day by day. We have to live day by day, one step in front of the other, one foot, one little motion at a time. A phrase I often live by and use in life is Sheva Yipod Sadik Vakam, which comes from Mishlein. We'll look at it in a second from King Shlomo, Shlomo Hamelach. Seven times a person falls and gets back up. I acknowledge, I know that I get knocked down, but I get up again. You know, there's a famous song in the secular culture many, many years ago, Lahavda, Lahavda, I get knocked down, I get up again, you're never going to keep me down. They actually stole it from us from many, many, many years ago. Lahavda, Lahavda, from Shlomo HaMelech. We keep getting up, we keep moving, we keep stepping forward one step at a time. You're not going to keep us down, you're not going to knock us down, we're going to keep getting back on. Up even if we keep falling day by day, step by step. Dr. Miller points out on H.com the Pusik from Mishle from King Shlomo from 2416 though the righteous one may fall seven times, he will arise. Sheva Yipotzadik Vakam. In Jewish thinking, a great person isn't one who never fails, it's one who fails and keeps trying. Also, someone who, it's not someone who, who never has any setbacks or, or is thrown in their life. A person that has a perfect life doesn't exist. A person that doesn't deal with tragedy or deal with difficulties or obstacle doesn't exist. Show me one person on earth that never had to deal with anything. Maybe he's living in a cave. But everyone has to deal with something. The question, the crucible is what do we do with it? A person who fails and keeps trying, that is the great person. You can only become a truly great person through the crucible of failure and perseverance. Albert Einstein said, it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. Einstein, the great Einstein, it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. Success is determined in great part by our ability to keep trying. Even when the task is difficult, persevering can help us succeed in the end. 
Listen to this fascinating quote written by a teenage girl pointed out by Rabbi Helda on Aish.com. She writes, Sometimes we are in a dark place and we feel like we've been buried. Actually, we've been planted. Again, very powerful quote. Sometimes we are in a dark place and we feel like we've been buried. Actually, we've been planted. It actually reminds me of the quote, Lahavdil, you have a cup. The cup is filled up halfway. Do you look at the cup as half empty or do you look at the cup as half full? Very often in psychology and, and throughout life, I've heard this example, when you look at the cup as half empty, you're looking at it from a pessimistic worldview. Ah, I already finished half of it. There's only half left. When you look at the cup as half full, ah, I still have half a cup left of water. Optimism, an optimistic worldview. When we fall down, when we fall down hard, it looks so dim and hopeless. We feel like we've been buried in mud and we are all alone. But when God wants to see us grow and flourish, he plants us like a seed deep into the ground so that one day that lonely forsaken seed will rise up and flourish into a beautiful towering tree giving off the most beautiful, sweetest fruits. God has a way of planting and guiding us to help us bring out our own unique potential and contribution to the world. Rabbi Rutman points out on H.com, the annals of inspiration throughout history are replete with tales of perseverance. This is fascinating. Listen to this. Abraham Lincoln is widely regarded as the greatest president in American history. Yet his career was full of defeat and full of humiliation. Born into backwards poverty, he was forced to earn a living at an early age. He twice failed in business and suffered a nervous breakdown. He was the loser of eight elections for state and national office. He suffered ridicule for his unusually tall, ungainly appearance. During his tenure in the White House, he was vilified by newspapers, vilified by politicians across the political spectrum, including members of his own party and cabinet. Yet when we think of him, when history thinks of him, when I think of him, I think of the great speech he made, the Gettysburg Address, four score and seven years ago, and we think about the abolition of slavery and giving everyone human rights, so much so that they couldn't tolerate it. John Wilkes Booth could not tolerate it and ultimately felt the need that he had to kill him. Lowell, and we should never know from such things. He had to be assassinated because he stood for such beliefs that could not be tolerated. But he had so much difficulty, so much thrown his way, yet he persevered, kept going one step at a time, one foot in front of the other, one day at a time. The electric light bulb, the phonograph, and the radio vacuum tube are only the best known of Thomas Alva Edison's thousands of inventions. But it didn't come easy. Edison was endowed with the capacity to persevere, almost as remarkable as his scientific ingenuity. His first phonograph couldn't reproduce the sh sound. It couldn't say sugar. It probably sounded like sugar. It took Edison two years of relentless toil before he finally managed to correct the defect. Colonel Sanders did not become a household name overnight. He peddled his secret formula for Kentucky Fried Chicken to a thousand and nine, a thousand and nine different customers 
before somebody finally saw enough potential in his unique recipe to agree to give him a share in the profits, his franchise idea. Only then did the rest become finger-looking-good history. In 1993, National Geographic photographers, some of the best in the business, shot 46,769 rolls of film, about 1,683,600 frames. That year, 1,408 pictures were published, a batting average of .001. People are always asking me about the f-stop and the shutter speed of my pictures, says natural history photographer Franz Lanting. I tell them the exposure for that photograph was 43 years and 1 30th of a second. In all of these examples, the rewards, whether in the realm of politics, science, business, photojournalism, are of a material nature. It's a common misconception that when it comes to spirituality, however, some people are just more religious by nature. But the truth is that perseverance is the key to spiritual success as well. Indeed, it is the gateway to holiness. The patriarchs, the Avos, the great Avos, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov would never have succeeded in founding monotheism and the Jewish people had it not been for their extraordinary perseverance. Tradition, we know Avraham withstood ten major trials. Be'asara, Nisyonos, Nisnasu, Avram, Bavinu, Perkeavos teaches us, I believe in Perkei. He had ten major trials. Twice he suffered exile. Twice his wife was abducted. He bound his own son in great devotion to Hashem. He sent away his son, which was anathema to his chesedic nature, anathema to his giving nature. He had the war with four kings, the prophetic vision of his descendants' enslavement and exile. Nemo tried to kill him. He, uh, he, he circumcised himself at a very old age. A lot, a lot, a lot thrown at Avram, one of my favorite characters in all of Tanakh. Likewise, his son Yitzchak suffered persecutions at the hand of the Plishtim, underwent the trial of being bound as a human sacrifice, called off at the last moment, separation from his beloved son Yaakov for 36 years, while his other son Esau tried to kill him. Yaakov too endured a life of physical and emotional hardship. Almost every aspect of Yaakov's life was majorly difficult. He was persecuted by his brother, swindled by his father-in-law, A hundred times, the Medrash says. His only daughter, Dina, was attacked. For 22 years, he mourned over his favorite son, Yosef. And then finally, 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 the last 17 years, he was able to live in Gullus. Not an easy life. These were the trials that would have broken the spirit of most people. But our ancestors never gave up. On the contrary, they understood that all of their troubles were heaven sent. And that they were designed to strengthen them. In the end, they achieved their world-changing goals of founding their Jewish people and spreading the great monotheistic idea. We talk about the idea that their spiritual DNA, especially from Avraham, I believe in many of the traits of the Jewish people, Perk Elvis explains to us, if someone is a modest person, someone is a humble person, someone is a giving person, someone is a person that has embarrassment, that's Mizera Shal Avraham Avinu. That's someone that's an Abraham- Abrahamitic nature. I would also say that someone that has a perseverant nature is also linked to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, because that's given in our spiritual DNA from Avram, from Yitzchak, from Yaakov, all the way down to all of us. Perseverance is anchored in hope, and hope is rooted in the belief 
that things will get better. This is essentially a religious belief since there's no reason, logically speaking, why things should not continue to get worse. Perseverance demonstrates an underlying hope, an inner belief that God is good. Kol man rachmana avid latova. Nachum Ish Gamzu explains the teacher Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva would say also Gamzu Latova from his teacher. Nachum Ish Gamzu would say Gamzu Latova. Rabbi Akiva would say Kol Manda Avad Rachmana Avad Latova. Everything Hashem does is for the best. The best example of that is the very famous story from the Gemara. I've told many times, different podcasts. Rabbi Akiva goes to the forest, he takes his rooster, he takes his donkey, his horse, he takes his candle and his food. And it's pitch black. No one in the city will take him in. He's sitting there in the forest all alone. Very easy to be miyayish, to be very much losing hope. At nighttime, everything goes dark. The candle blows out. The, the chicken runs away. The horse runs away. The cat runs away. Everything is lost. Everything is gone. Rabbi Kiva easily could lose hope. But Rabbi Kiva says to himself, Kol man avrachman avalatova. Everything Hashem does is for the best. He goes to sleep with whatever he has left. And in the morning, Lida breaks and he walks to the nearest town. When Rabbi Akiva, the great Rabbi Akiva, walks to the next town, do you know what he sees? Do you know what he encounters? He sees a town decimated by bandits and by robbers. If he would have had the candle in the forest, the bandits would have found him. If the chicken would have crowed, the bandits would have found him. If the horse would have neighed, if the cat would have meowed, if a single sound would have been made, he would have been caught. Rabbi Kiva knew there must be a reason why all of my belongings are taken. Hashem literally saved Rabbi Kiva's life from the bandits and he understood it. A, a difficult tribulation, not to be compared with very terrible tribulations people go through, but a small example. We believe that God is good. We don't understand always. We don't know always. We don't realize always. We don't always have an explanation, even in hindsight, but we know Hashem is good. We know He rules the, ro- the world. That is the secret of perseverance. It demonstrates an underlying hope, an inner belief that God is good and He rules the world. Therefore, ultimately, things must turn out for the best. And this has been a built-in feature in Jewish tradition, perseverance, the prayers for both private and communal needs for health, for knowledge, for the rebuilding of Jerusalem and the ingathering of the exiles has been offered on a daily basis for over two millennia. So yes, there are terrible, terrible losses in life. Family members pass away. Great people are taken from the world. Pregnancies do not always work out. Jobs and marriages do not always make it. Houses don't always stand. We should never know from such things in any aspect. We should only know from good, happy, healthy, safe, amazing things. But the key is to see what happens the next day. The key is to look at what happens the time afterwards. What we do the time after. What we do the next day. How we go about day by day, step by step. It is much easier to throw in the towel. To walk away from life. To give up on life. That's it. I can't take it. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a religious. I don't want to do mitzvahs. I don't want to. This is what God gave me. This is what you want. I'm not doing this. I'm not having it. It's much easier to walk away, to throw it away from Hashem. God forbid. A much harder path, a much stronger path, a much more beautiful but difficult path is stubbornly clinging to Hashem and Judaism and religion as a way of life. Keeping up with the mitzvahs and Torah 
when faced with such tremendously difficult things. I myself know from these things, unfortunately, you think I didn't want to give up when my dad and my brother and all the things I've dealt with in my life, you think I didn't want to walk away? It would have been much easier, much easier. But that's not the way. That's not the Jewish way. That's not the real way. That's not the stronger way. Perkei Avos teaches us in 4.1, in Dalet Aleph, Ben Zoma Omer, Eza Hugibor, Hakovish Es Yitzro. Someone who conquers that initial feeling. Yes, I want to throw it away. Yes, I want to walk away. Yes, I want to hole up in a hole. I want to never get out. But that's not conquering yourself. That's not the truly strong person. The strong person stands up and perseveres. The strong person does not walk away from life or family or Torah, God forbid, but continues the path every single day. Look at these fascinating sources. The Shemonic Kvatsen talk, talks about, in contrast to studious people who are scrupulous about constant perseverance, we have to understand, we have to realize, that's how the free inner light comes about. A person might be weakened by the torments of the body and the soul, lacking serenity, but that's when the perseverance comes. That's when the person has to cling tight, hold tight with their body and spirit to Hashem, to the Torah and the mitzvot. The Kedas Yitzchak says, in instances, personal effort and perseverance contribute the major part to eventual success because perseverance allows us to cling to Hashem and mitzvot and continue to, good, to do good in the world despite or in spite of what Hashem throws at us. The Mivchar HaPaninim points out to us, know that when wisdom is based on study, study and reflection, perseverance and diligence... That is what comes from the heart. That is what we cling to. The flames of faith, Shalhevet Shalamuna teaches us that when we acquire bread, we work for our bread, we work for our souls, we work for our life. It demands perseverance through a struggle. Bread is the universal food staple, symbolizes all food. But the bread of life is not just the materialistic aspect of food. The bread of life, the real staple of life, is how many mitzvahs did you do today? How much chesed did you do today? How much Torah learning did you do? How much did you get accomplished? Did you persevere? Did you keep taking step by step, day by day? Did you struggle and did you come ahead? Our lives might have, ha- might have much sadness and much hardship. hardship. And if we struggle, that's okay. The end result, the main thing is to keep going and to keep persevering. The Flames of Faith also point out the Gerson Ramban rather really points out, do not slip, do not err, be steadfast in your religion, persevere in your faith and its duties, despite what Hashem sends to you. In spite of what Hashem sends to you, persevere and stay strong. The Akedah points out, even Yirmiyahu, well maybe especially Yirmiyahu, had to be exhorted by Hashem not to slacken in his efforts and to persevere. You talk about a difficult life, Yirmiyahu was the prophet of destruction. Hashem is going to destroy you if you don't listen. Yirmiyahu was taken and thrown in prison. Not the prison of nowadays, which is a four-star result for these crazy white-collar people. A real dungeon, a real pit, literally in the ground, probably with snakes and scorpions, probably similar to Yosef Atzadik, literally a hole in the ground. His own people turned on him, threw him in prison. But he had to persevere. He had to write Yirmiyahu. He wrote... The, 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 tragically, the tragically very intense Eicha, which we're about to read in a few days, we're about to come to Tisha B'av, which is a very intense day, and we all have intense days, and we bring it with us to Tisha B'av. Yirmiyahu had a very difficult life, but he 
had to persevere and Hashem had to give him a little bit of chizuk to also persevere in his own mission, in his own life. The Shalhevet Shalamuna also talks about how our life could be dangerous for the soul. The forces try to seek to shove us away, to try to push us away, to try to go away from Hashem, God forbid. It's easy to leave Hashem, God forbid. It's easy not to do it. Yet we must persevere. We must seek to serve Hashem. Hashem loves our service. Sometimes we don't know reasons, but we know Hashem loves us. They say if you haven't had a Yisurin in 40 days, Hashem doesn't love you. God forbid the Talmud points out. But a Yisurin, we should never know from the Yisurin or want Yisurin. A Yisurin could be any little thing, could be a little bit of annoyance. A Yisurin doesn't have to be a machla or a disease, God forbid. It could be misplacing your car keys, not understanding where your iPod is, which happened to us twice already. Not knowing what you need or reaching into your pocket, the Gemara says, for what quarter and you take out a dime. Anything Hashem sends to you, it's because He loves you. If Hashem doesn't send something to you in 40 days, you should be nervous, the Gemara says. Hashem only tests those He loves. Hashem only sends difficulties, and this is not downplaying anyone's tragedy, not downplaying anything anyone ever goes through. It's just trying to give a little bit of a chizik that Hashem Dafka loves you if there were difficulties in your life. Hashem loves those who have a little bit more of a difficult life. Hashem loves all creations, but those that are very far from Him, they're going to get their due in the next world. He's not, going to, he's not going to trouble them in this world. That could be why the age-old question, why did the righteous people suffer and the, and the bad people live the life here? You'll see what happens in the next world. God really tests those people that He holds near and dear. The people that He really loves is the ones He sends things to because He wants our service. He loves our service. It's easy to love Hashem when things are good. How easy is it to connect to Hashem, to talk to Hashem, to love Hashem when things are not so good? Do you talk to Hashem when you're in sadness and pain? Do you thank Hashem every day even when there's difficulties? Or do we only thank Hashem when we got a hundred on our test, when we got a fat check in the mail? It's easy to serve Hashem when times are easy. Not easy to seek Hashem, serve Hashem when times are hard. And you should know, my wife pointed out to me many times over the years, it's okay to be upset and angry at Hashem on some level. If you have a parent, do you have a relationship with them? Do you get happy or angry at them sometimes? Is Hashem not the ultimate parent? Is Hashem not the ultimate example of a father, our king, but our father? So yes, if I'm upset, I'll say, God, why'd you do this to me? Why? Talk to me, please. We could talk to him. We could relate to him. We could have a relationship with him. Hashem loves our service, whether we're happy or upset. Talk to him, not just the three times a day of davening, anytime. Sometimes I look like a crazy person. I talk to Hashem when I'm walking. Why, why is Tani mumbling on the road? Because I'm talking to Hashem. I'm speaking to Hashem. Cling to Hashem even amidst the sadness and the pain. It's easy to love Hashem and stay close to Him in good times, much harder in bad or sad times. The commentary of the selected paragraphs of the Arpile Tohar point out, the perseverance in the face of adversity is one of the main things that we should do to achieve a goal with absolute resolution in our life. And that's the name of today's mini-shir. To persevere in the face of adversity is a major goal in our own lives. And against opinion points out, we Jews are always governed by the same laws. We constantly persevere, although many misfortunes have befallen our city, have befallen our lives throughout Jewish history. The point is to stay strong, to follow through day by day in the face of adversity. And Rambam points out, Maimonides and Mora Nevuchim, the guide for the perplexed, those who wish to study the subject or any subject or any aspect of life must persevere in their studies until they are convinced that all observations are true. 
Crisis in Faith points out to persevere often in difficult situations when it might seem that one's original hopes have faded is the highest expression of trust in the human potential of oneself. To persevere, one more time, amazing. To persevere often in difficult situations, in tragic situations, in unbelievable situations when it might seem that your hopes are dashed, your hopes are faded, your, your hopes have been slashed is the highest expression of trust in the human potential of oneself in your entire life. That means you have great, great power. Understand you have great power within you. Hashem wants you to bring out that power. Use it to stubbornly cling to Hashem and the mitzvahs, even with tremendously difficult events in life. And the Mamar Mezakarama points out it's possible that someone who has perfect perseverance can return the entire world to what it turned away from. You can actually fix the entire world if you use perseverance. And our last two sources, Targum Yonason points out, there was a man who labored with perseverance and vigilance in Boratius. After he had become wealthy and got riches, turned to become more lofty in his heart. And that's the thing to do, to use perseverance. Even if you have good times, especially not if you have good times, to persevere. And the Between Yesterday and Tomorrow points out the lifeblood that sustains, sustains us during battle and gives us strength and perseverance until the very end is clinging to Hashem, taking it day by day, step by step, following the mitzvahs, following the chesed, besides, well, in spite or because of what Hashem sends to us. Because perseverance really can keep the world going. We have to make sure to use it to keep moving forward. The idea is... There are many, many tragic things in life. There are many difficult things in life. Many sad things happen on many different aspects. The good things don't always happen so good. And sometimes the bad things happen more often than the good. We should never know from such things, but the key is to see what happens the next day. The key is to stubbornly cling, to stubbornly have hope that tomorrow will be a better day. What do we do the next day? What do we do the next moment. Do we take that first step and then the next step? The Pirkei Elvis explains to us, all beginnings are hard. The beginning after a tragic thing is very difficult. The beginning after a difficulty is very difficult. That's why Judaism has a lot of safe, fail mechanisms in place for losses and the like with Shiva and, and Shloshim and the year and other different aspects, although there, we should be much better about many different things that don't have things set in place. But in general, the question is, how do we go about? It is much easier to throw in the towel. It's much easier to be happy with Hashem when times are good. It's much easier to walk away from life, to give up on life and religion and Hashem, God forbid. The much harder path, the much stronger path, but the much more Gibor strength, the much more Gibor path is stubbornly clinging to Hashem and Judaism as a religion and a way of life. Keeping with the mitzvahs, keeping with the Torah when faced with such tremendously difficult things. Be that Gibor, be that strength, be that perseverer, be that person that Benzoma talks about, you, be that person that Benzoma talks about, who is truly strong, someone who conquers his evil inclination, someone who conquers the thought to run away to hide, someone who conquers those emotions and still gets up, puts a smile on his face, still is there for people around, the pe- still persevering, doing mitzvahs and chesed, still helping out the world around. The person that stands up, that does not walk away, the person that continues every single day, that is the person that is strong. That is the true definition 
of perseverance. This has been the Tani Talks Life Mini Sheer Perseverance in the Face of Adversity.